welcome to Transforming Minds, Transforming Lives, a podcast series of RCCG Living Spring Pittsburgh. Stay tuned for our senior pastor, Boyga Esson. We want to continue enlarging your capacity. Of course, this is the second part. We spoke about capacity being the ability for someone to receive and to absorb and then to contain. What you are able to receive is also what you are able to deliver. Your input determines your output. In other words, if you have a 100 gallon tank of water, what it can take is a 100 gallon. If you try to put a 1,000 gallon in a 100 gallon tank, you'll be wasting your time. The widow of the son of the prophet, who Elisha told to go gather barrels of oil, she gathered the barrels of oil, and the Bible says Elisha told her that begin to pour from a little vase of oil, and it began to pour, it began to pour, and of course, the vessels were filling up. But when all the vessels were filled up that she had gathered, the oil stopped. So capacity matters a lot. I mean, the prophet told her, don't gather a few, gather so much. So we spoke about capacity, and we mentioned categorically about social capacity, that you have to be able to categorize your friends, some people are just friends, some people are loyal friends, some people are enemies, some people are also friend enemies. And of course, by evaluating those categories, you can deal wisely with them. David dealt wisely. He was friends to Jonathan. Saul was there to kill him. Also, Joab was a friend enemy. And David dealt differently with all this. So social capacity matters a lot. Capacity, we also said, is the ability to go the long haul. It's us power. When you charge your phone and your phone is 100% charged, it can go probably 24 hours. But if your phone says you just have 2% charge, that means it can't go the long haul. In other words, capacity is the ability to go the long haul. Capacity is horsepower. So God will use you in relation to your capacity. And we said there is emotional capacity, spiritual capacity, mental capacity. We also mentioned the spiritual capacity. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2, and verse 40, which is our anchor scripture, Luke 2, 40 and 52. And the child grew and became strong in spirit. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. And Jesus increased in wisdom, mental capacity. Jesus increased in stature, physical capacity, in favor with God, spiritual capacity, and he was also in favor with men, social capacity. If Jesus grew, I'm sure you know that you also have to grow. So capacity is very, very important, very, very critical. You know, it's being able to go the long haul, it's horsepower, it's being able to handle something. Amen? If you give your motor vehicle to a 13-year-old, a 12-year-old, it can't handle it. Capacity talks about you being able to handle what God has given to you. So what is spiritual capacity? The first thing is that spiritual capacity is the ability to receive the word of God, to retain it till it brings forth fruits. The Bible talks to us about the parable of the sower. A sower went out to sow, and there were categories of farmlands that he was sowing into. So the first category was the wayside kind of heart. The second category was the stony kind of heart. The third category was the thorn kind of heart. And the fourth category was the good heart. And of course, the seed was only able to bring forth in relation to the kind of heart. As a matter of fact, even with the good heart, there were three categories. 
Some produce 100-fold, another produce 60-fold, another produce 30-fold. So the ability to receive the word of God is capacity. Not everybody received the word of God. The Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 11, that Jesus came to his own, but they rejected him. Say, but as many as received him, today gave you power to become the sons and the daughters of God. When the angel came to Virgin Mary, as impossible as the word of the angel was, Virgin Mary believed, and she received it. So that the Bible says, blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be a performance of those things that were spoken to her. So even though it was impossible, the angel said, the power of God will come upon you, and you conceive supernaturally. And she said, so be it. As a matter of fact, she asked, how will these things be, since I know no man? And then the angel said, look, God's power will come upon you. And she said, so be it unto me. So this woman was able to receive the word of God. Same also, Anna was able to receive the word of the prophets. When the prophet gave the word to Anna, she went home rejoicing. I also give you a word that before next Sunday, you have a testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says, believe in the Lord your God and you will prosper. Said, believe his prophets and you will also prosper. The Bible tells us categorically in Luke chapter 8 verse 15, still talking about the parable of the sower, Luke 8 15, but the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having had the word with a noble and good heart, they keep it and bear fruit with patience. Those who had the word, they receive the word joyfully, and they kept the word until it brings forth fruit. The Bible says the word became flesh. John chapter 1 verse 14. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Son. So the word became flesh. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, Ephesians 1, 3, that we have been blessed in the heavenly places with spiritual blessings. But those blessings can't be utilized in the heavenly places. They have to come down to earth to be utilized. So being able to convert what is in the heavenlies into the material realm is capacity. And God is coming to you with a larger capacity in the mighty name of Jesus. The word became flesh. Jesus the living word became the revealed word. The living word became the manifest word. So the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us and will be at his glory. Do you know the word can also become a baby? <laughs> Amen. Because when Anna left the prophet, she went home rejoicing and the word became a baby. The prophet said, go and your desires are granted. And that was all she needed to hear. And that desire became manifestation. The word can become a baby. And I speak to somebody, that word of God will become a baby in your life. Physical baby in the mighty name of Jesus. It will also become a dream that has been born in your heart in the mighty name of Jesus. The word can also become healing. The word can become health. As a matter of fact, he said in Psalm 107 verse 20, he said he sent forth his word and the word that he sent forth delivered them and that same word brought comfort to them. The word can become a baby. The word can become flesh. The word can become a husband. Amen? If you identify the word and you receive it and you believe it, if you hold on tightly to the word of God, that word can become flesh. The word can become a husband. The word can become joy. The word can become your next level. The word can become sanctification. The word can become different things. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us and will behold his glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Because faithful is he that calleth you. It will surely do it. When the word of God enters into the heart of man, it will begin to produce. The Bible talks there about different kinds of heart. It's not the word that is in your head that produces. It's the word that is in your heart 
that goes into your soul, right into your heart that produces. It's my prayer the word of God will find a dwelling in your heart. And as you hold on tenaciously to that word, that word will produce great things in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. What is spiritual capacity? Is the ability to stand and to withstand temptation. Also, spiritual capacity is the ability to stand in times of temptation. The Bible says in James chapter 1 verse 12, James chapter 1 verse 12, that blessed is he that endures temptation. For when he has been approved, then the Lord will grant unto him, give to him the crown of life, which the Lord promised to those who love him. Say, so when he has been approved, when he has been satisfied to be okay, he said the Lord will give him a crown of life. In other words, temptations actually come to test our love for God. Temptations come to reveal to us what is in our heart. It's so easy to mouth that I love God. But believe me, when the push comes to shove, that's where we know whether you love God. And even when you fail in the temptation, God says, look, try again. Don't give in to temptation. Capacity is being able to endure temptation. Capacity is being able to endure because you know that something is at stake. Every time you are tempted, something is at stake. God is putting before you a promotion exam. As you pass that promotion exam, you go to the next level. So many times, temptations are there to prove whether we are ready for the next level. It's my prayer you'll be ready for your next level. In the mighty name of Jesus, God will find you proven. And God will satisfy you in the mighty name of Jesus. So the Bible says, when they have been approved, they will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love them. So spiritual capacity is the ability to stand and to withstand temptation. Also, spiritual capacity is putting on the whole armor of God. The Bible enjoins us, Ephesians chapter 6, 13, that we should put on all the whole armor of God because we are in a battle. Amen? And the way to win the battle is by putting on the whole armor of God. And they went on to itemize for us what the armor of God is. The element of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. He went on to talk about the belt of truth shoes of the gospel of peace. So he itemized them. So that's how we equip ourselves. Now we are talking about PPE, personal protective equipment. That's what is in vogue now. But there's a spiritual equipment. Amen? There's a spiritual armor. Because as we go to battle, that's the way we overcome the enemy. And you know, it's amazing that there's no protection for the backside. It's only for the front side. In other words, God is saying there's no room for a retreat. There's no room for you backing out because there's no protection for the back. It's all about the frontage. So spiritual capacity is you putting on all the whole armor of God. In other words, you have the element of salvation intact. You have the breastplate of righteousness intact. You have the sword of the spirit in your hands. You have your shoes of the gospel of peace. You go about preaching the word of God. You have the belt of truth. This is how we harm ourselves against the onslaughts of the enemy. It's my prayer God will harm you again and again against the onslaughts of the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus. It's my prayer every plan of the enemy of your soul. Those plans are thwarted. Those plans will not see the light of day in the mighty name of Jesus. God will enable you to put on the whole armor of God. The whole armor. The whole armor of God. That is our SPE. That is our spiritual protective equipment. And so shall it be in Jesus' mighty name. So we said that spiritual capacity... Is the ability to receive the word of God, to retain the word of God, and then to go ahead and bring forth fruits with the word of God. 
the ability to receive and then to go ahead and bring forth fruit with the word of God. The word of God is a seed. That seed can germinate. That seed can bring forth bumper harvest. And it's my prayer, the seed of God will bring forth bumper harvest in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Capacity, spiritually, is being able to stand in times of temptation. Spiritual capacity, we also said, is putting on the whole armor of God that you'll be able to withstand in the evil day. And of course, the fourth point, spiritual capacity is also the ability to stand in the evil day or times of challenges. Brethren, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 13 says, He said, therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Amen? So the Bible says the purpose for the armor of God is for us to be able to stand in the evil day. And after standing, then to remain standing. Amen? You will see some boxing tournaments after they really box and jab themselves. You know, after a while they may pronounce a winner. At times even after pronouncing a winner, the winner can still fall and get unconscious because he has received so many jabs. But the Bible says if you have capacity spiritually, you'll be able to stand and then to withstand. Because Jesus said in this world there will be trouble, so many tribulations. I mean, see what is going on now. A lot of people have lost their lives all over the world. But somehow, God has kept us. So, there are evil days. The Bible says we should be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. The Bible says we should redeem the days because the days are evil. So, as we harm ourselves with the word of God, we are able to stand in the evil day. And not just to stand, to also keep standing. The Bible says categorically, Psalm 112 verse 7, Psalm 112 verse 7 to 8, says, He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. He shall not be afraid until he sees desire upon his enemy. In other words, say, look, the righteous man shall not be afraid of evil tidings. That's funny. Amen. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. That is capacity. That when evil report comes, you stand. You stand in the face of challenges. You stand in the face of trials. You stand. Because testimony is the baby of a test. Pastor Deboye said testimony is the baby of a test. If there are no trials, there will not be triumphs. If there are no tests, there will not be testimony. So what brings testimonies are the tests that we go through. It's not so much about what you attain to in life. It's about what you become in your attainments. Amen? It's not so much about your achievement. It's about the man you become in your journey of destiny. Joseph became a prime minister. But somehow it took a journey for Joseph to become a prime minister. It wasn't the same Joseph that was sold as a slave that was also prime minister. Over time, he had evolved. What happens? The trials of his life made him evolve. Before now, Joseph was a daddy's boy. But at the end of the day, this man had been formed. A man of God, a thorough man, a stable personality. It was easy for him to forgive his brothers. So, the trials of your life are meant to transform us. Amen? They are meant to make us better. And somebody who has capacity is able to stand because he knows that these trials are for just a little while. James 1 verse 2 says, Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. For the trial of your faith worketh endurance. It works out patience. Say, but let patience have a due work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. God uses adversity for his advantage. God uses trouble for his advantage. God uses trouble to enhance our capacity. It is true at times, many times, when there is no pain, there is no gain. So those challenges are there to bring out your tenacity. 
if you get a doctor's report, oh, this is bad report. Yes, take it. Take it to your stride. But at the same time, take your medication, but begin to talk to that sickness in your body. That's how this thing works. So God will cause trials to come because he wants to enhance our capacity. And when your capacity is enhanced, you now become useful for him. This chapter 1 verse 2, in the NLT version, says, For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. We are not really delivered. We are strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind because we are designed to take on adversity. Amen? You may not know it. The spirit of God within you is designed to take on challenges of life. That spirit is resilient. So you are actually designed to take on the challenges of life. You are not a weakling. So shrug your shoulders and take on whatever adversity that is in front of you and let God be glorified. Also, spiritual capacity is the ability to stand before a powerful opposition without fear. In Acts chapter 4, verse 13 to 14, Acts 4, 13 to 14, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. They marveled, and they realized that they had been with Jesus, and seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against them. Here, they saw boldness in Peter. They saw courage in Peter and John, because they had developed capacity. Do you know Satan knows he can see courage in you? Do you know he can see fear? He can smell worry in you? He can tell when you're anxious. He can tell when you have no faith. So be careful. Satan can tell. He can tell. They saw boldness in Peter and John, and they had to just let them go. It's my prayer we will see courage in you in the mighty name of Jesus. So how do you build capacity? Of course, the Bible says the first way is to pray in the Spirit. Jude verse 20. In the Amplified Version, it says... But you, beloved, build yourselves up on the foundation of your most holy faith, continually make progress, rise like an edifice, higher and higher, pray in the Holy Spirit. Say, rise like an edifice, higher and higher, pray in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Believe me, your spirit man can be robust. Some of us who are still being pressed in the dream is because your spirit man is not robust. No fly goes around fire. When Satan knows this is fire, no demons come around you. That's why even lesser animals, the sheep, antelopes, goats, when they see a lion sleeping, they maintain a distance. You don't go around a lion when he's sleeping. Ah, you maintain a distance. So if you are still being oppressed in your dream, maybe you are not baptized in the Holy Spirit yet because it is fire. In a nutshell, when you pray and you exercise that gift a lot, you become robust spiritually. So there's a spiritual strength that when you begin to become strong spiritually, you can take on more things in the realm of the Spirit. Praying in tongues regularly, regularly, regularly is a doorway to the supernatural. How do you build spiritual capacity? By training in righteousness. This is very, very key. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Say, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness, that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. You cannot win if you are not trained. There's a training in righteousness. When we give our life to Christ, yes, we have a new spirit. But our minds needs to be renewed. And we also have to discipline our body. In other words, your spirit man is recharged, energized by the Holy Spirit. Is your responsibility now to renew your mind and then even to now train your body to align with the will of God. Your body is your enemy, your physical, Adamic nature. It doesn't want to do the will of God. 
But with training, it can do the will of God. And Paul the Apostle, he said, I discipline my body like an athlete. I train it to do what it should do. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. So there's a training in righteousness. That's discipleship. You keep on renewing your mind on a daily basis to the word of God. That's discipleship. That's spiritual maturity. That's capacity. How do you build spiritual capacities by waiting on the Lord? The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, Isaiah 40, verse 31, but those who wait for the Lord, those who expect, those who look for, those who open him, will gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings and rise. They will rise up close to God like eagles rising towards the sun. <laughs> Capacity. He went on to say they will run and not become weary. They will walk and not grow tired. Said so those who wait for the Lord. What's waiting on the Lord? Waiting on the Lord is hanging around God. Waiting on the Lord is being patient before God. We are so much in a hurry. And that's why many times we can't even hear God. Because we are not in that place of quietness. We are not alone with God. How do you wait on the Lord? You wait on the Lord in the scriptures. I already brought out a book from myself. I'm going to be reading over the next three days. I have to finish it. It's a book on prayer. That's one way of waiting on the Lord. So as I'm fasting, I'm also reading, I'm also hearing music. I'm hanging around God. So when you wait on the Lord, you are not far from him. You shut down distractions and you begin to hang on him. I'm sure you know that prayer is spiritual respiration. We breathe out the flesh when you wait on the Lord and you take in the spirits. There's an exchange going on. A powerful exchange. You don't even know it. But something is happening. You cannot hang around God and remain the same. How do I develop spiritual capacity? You have to know who you are in Christ. David got to the valley of Elah. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who is defying the armies of Israel. In other words, David saw the soldiers as the armies of God. But guess what? The soldiers saw themselves as the armies of Saul. Amen? So this young man, he had this identity. He knew that the greater one lives in him. Many Christians don't know who they are. That's why they are confused. They are bamboozled when they hear evil reports. The Bible says you are an overcomer. Stop allowing your circumstances to define you. But get your value, get your esteem, get your recognition from who you are in Christ. How do you develop spiritual capacity? Learn to pray in the Spirit. Learn to train in righteousness. You have to learn to wait on the Lord. You have to know who you are. Your redemptive rights. You are not who the enemy says you are. You are who God says you are. Satan will call you by your sin. God calls you by your righteousness. Satan calls you by your sin. God calls you by your destiny. When people were seeing Jacob the schemer, God was seeing Israel a nation. That's how God works. He calls you by your destiny. And whatever he calls you by, over time you become that thing. It's my prayer you become your destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. That tag that everyone has put upon you, you will become it very soon in Jesus' mighty name. That label of God over your life, that label God has put upon you, I see you becoming it in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. And make sure you subscribe for more great podcasts.